0: Welcome back. This is the Quantum Leap Podcast, and this is where we explore how we achieve new heights in leadership, business, in our lives. David Wolf with you, as always, with the Quantum Leap Catalyst himself, Terry Ostroviak. Terry, we're back. <laughs>
1: we certainly are, David.
0: <laughs> Good to be with you, as always. And uh, uh, new ground to cover today, we're going to talk about a subject that you like to call executive presence. And to kick off uh, the conversation, I know that you have some statistics you wanted to share.
1: Yes. And before I share the statistics, I just want to mention the reason that this has come up now. It's because I have a couple of clients that have been asking about what is executive presence and how does it relate to quantum leap results? What do we have to do? How do we show that we have an executive presence, or how do we develop an executive presence? Mm-hmm. Because obviously, if we're going to make quantum leaps in organizations, mm-hmm. we have to come across more powerfully than we would normally. Powerfully doesn't mean to say dictatorially, but it does mean that we need to, to make ourselves heard or make ourselves felt, in a way, by whoever it is we're dealing with. Mm-hmm. So let's just talk about this for a moment. A number of years ago, uh, there was a magazine, actually a business magazine, I know mainly in Europe, that was that brought out a couple of statistics about uh, about image. And one of the things they said that was this: they said that within thirty, within twenty four hours, of an organisation giving bad service, thirty two people know about the problem, wow. which indicates that bad news travels fast. Really, that's what it is, and. Frankly, on the other side, um, if people do give good service, there may be one or two uh, crusaders who might say, well, that was really magnificent and talk about it. But maybe two or three people will hear about it. But it's the 32 people that are so frightening. And if we're building up a reputation, and that's what we, we all have is we build up a reputation and we screw up the reputation, the chances are people will never, ever let us forget about it. I had a woman in an organization at one stage uh, that I was coaching. Um, I have maybe even talked about her previously. And um, she, was, she had definitely not presented herself as powerfully or as professionally as she would have liked. And uh, she found that a couple of people just would not – open up to her or not relate to her and she she came to me and she said Terry what do I need to do to make a better impact or better impression on the people and i said well what we're talking about here right now is not just a facade this is the key to what we're talking about it's not an image that is based on facade it's an image that's based on a trusting relationship that becomes that that is developed between people i said to her Look, one of the things that you do very well is that you talk well. You're never short for words. In fact, maybe sometimes there are too many words coming from you. Maybe this is a time to be asking more questions, getting to know people better, and beginning to give the people the feeling that you really care about them. And an interesting thing occurred, actually. She was uh, working with her boss. And she wanted to know how she, could, uh, how she could connect with him more easily. She started to ask him about some of the things that he was doing in his work, what challenges he had. And then she asked a million-dollar question. She said to him, what do you think that I, as one of your employees, one of your team members, could be doing to help you to achieve some of your goals? And they went out on a call together to see some people. It was in the bank, in a bank in, in Europe, and um, came a little bit close to the end of the day. And he said, why don't you come home and, and have, a, have a bite to eat with, my, with me and my wife and my kids? And she did that. And she, she, was, she was actually not from that country. She was actually from the United States. And she said she felt such a sense of warmth in being invited to be in that environment And she suddenly realized that her relationship with this manager had changed dramatically because of this incident, because she now saw him as a human being um, with a family. And she just loved being in that family environment, saw the way that he behaved with his wife and how he talked to his children. And she wasn't married at the time. And uh, she, you know, she just being sort of Uh, allowed to become part of that just for that one evening changed her whole impression of him. And she told me afterwards that she's really started to work far more effectively with him. And he seemed to be far more interested in helping her move along. And then she had some issues with a couple of staff members and exactly the same thing uh, came up and she said, what do I have to do now to create a closer relationship And I said, well, maybe you've got to ask them about themselves. Talk to them. Stop trying to make yourself the focus of attention the whole time. Stop trying to impress them with how good or how eloquent or how knowledgeable you are and make them the heroes and the heroines in the piece. When we talk about leadership, leadership is not a facade. Being a professional in an organization has to do with breaking down the barriers that we put up to, you know, to make sure that we're making a good impression. Let's call it a good impression. So when we talk about executive presence, it doesn't mean normal presence. It means an executive kind of presence, meaning a, a really high class, professional way of dealing with people. One of the people that I'm dealing with at the moment, one of the people that I'm coaching, is highly thought of. He's a very friendly, outgoing person, Everybody loves him. He's a top-level executive in a huge organization, and he knows that he is well-liked by everybody. But he says when he goes into meetings, he very, very seldom comments on anything. I said, so what, what difference does that make? He said, well, I feel as if I need to be saying something, but I hold back. So I said, why do you hold back? He said, Because I have the feeling that a lot of people get into these meetings, and at the drop of a hat, they'll express opinions, even if they don't even know what they're talking about. And he said, I'm very professional in what I do. And the last thing I want people to think is that I'm just just there for show, Mm. to be a friendly coat or a gray suit, when in fact, I feel as if I should be sharing some of my opinions that might be helpful But I don't necessarily want to attract attention to myself. I said, that's the key. What you should be doing is you should be finding a way to build the people that are in that meeting and comment on some of the things that you see that they've done. And maybe even use this as an opportunity to build them up in the eyes of other team members. But most important of all. One of the ways that we, you could, this is what I said to him, one of the ways you could develop an executive presence is by getting closer to these people. I said, how many times do you ever call them aside and have a cup of coffee with them or have a meal with them? And he travels all over the world, by the way. Mm-hmm. He said, well, very seldom do I do that. And I know they love me, and they and I, I like to – he says, I do a lot of the strategic planning for the organization, mm-hmm. and I come up with a plan. I said, do you ever sit with them and talk with them about the plan and how it affects them and what they could do to contribute to the plan? He said, no. I said, well, then when we're talking about executive presence, that would be part of creating the presence. It doesn't necessarily mean that you have to be the focal point. It means – that probably what you've got to do is to make them the focal point of the discussions so that they come out of the exercise with you and they say to themselves, I'm so pleased that I got to know this this boss of mine better because I I, I feel closer to him and I have even more respect for him now than I ever did before because I feel as if I understand him a bit better and most important, I feel he understands me. Prior to that, he would be the first to admit that maybe there was a facade that was very, very impressive. But the facade wasn't going to get him close to the people. Yeah. I said, for your long-term future, as you develop and grow yourself as an executive in the organization, ultimately, who knows, you can get into vice presidential uh, water and, and start becoming uh, you know, a real spokesperson in the organization. Right. It will come about as a result of Getting to know the people as human beings and letting them get to know you as a human being. Now, he doesn't have problems with screwing up, but here's the other statistic that I wanted to bring up. In the same article that I read, I'm just referring back to it, it said that it takes seven good experiences with a person or an organization to wipe out the after image of one previous bad experience. Interesting it's <laughs> a very, very difficult thing to do. And on occasion, where I've had people that have screwed up, it could be for any reason whatsoever. People would never let them forget the incident where they failed, or where they, where they, where they. I'll use the word "screwed up." Where they screwed up and uh, tarnished their own image. That always came up, and we can see it now politically in the United States how difficult it is for people <laughs> to change their image. Now, when we talk about quantum leap, making quantum leaps, we have to come across as squeaky clean. But it's got to be a very personal relationship with the people around us so that people will talk highly of us uh, because they feel that we really genuinely care about them. And we're interested in their future and the things that they're doing. And he said, but, you know, wouldn't I be making myself terribly vulnerable by doing that? I said, actually, it's a sign of real strength of character to be able to allow people to get closer to us and not be afraid of what they might find out about us. So when we talk about a quantum leap, we need to nurture that presence and make sure that that is consistent with everything that we do. So we never let ourselves down with anybody. And if we don't know the answers, we just say, look. I just don't know the answer to that. Mm. I've got to think about it rather than give a smart answer because we have the feeling that we could never, ever be seen as anything less than Superman or Superwoman in this piece. So what do quantum leap people do? People that achieve quantum leaps, they make sure that they squeaky clean, that their image is untarnished, and if it has been tarnished, they go to a great deal of trouble to repair the damage that they may have done. Not that's easy, but they know that they have to do that. And very, very importantly, they've got to improve their human relations ability. In other words, the ability to connect with everybody around them, whether it is the janitor that cleans the, the office or the top level executives. In other words, to some degree, that is a uniform approach to everybody. We don't have to put on a facade for anybody because it's so much a part of who we are. And that's my final comment today on what executive image is all about hmm. and, how we, and how we take the executive presence, I will say in this case, and how we take ourselves on a quantum leap by changing the way we do things in order to make sure that that's the presence that we want to exude, or we want to share with other people, the real person we are. That's it.
0: Yeah, it's really a uh, it's really a fascinating study in in person to person, one at a time uh, engagement, as opposed to this thing we like to call facade or or. Uh, uh, an expression that's done one to many. It is about getting to know each and every person in an organization. No question about that. It's a great reframe and a great way for us to, to, to rethink what it means to have executive presence. Uh, it's a good session, Terry. Thanks. It's, uh, it's, it's important uh, for all of us who are as either aspiring to be leaders or. Uh, are already in a leadership position and are finding ourselves less than effective in our own minds uh, as the example you pointed there. So good stuff. As always, you can reach Terry uh, and all the work he does at www.qlcat.com and uh, stay with us uh, for another uh, adventure. Of course, we have a library of adventures now, Uh, Journeys into the Quantum Leap with Terry Estroviak, the Quantum Leap Catalyst. Thanks for joining us, Terry. As always, thanks for being here.
1: Thank you, David.